You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow world traveler. Robin Carey Stewart here from the Creating Magic Vacations studio in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to another edition of Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode number 95, original air date, August 3rd, 2021. And I can't believe we're already in August. And I do want to do a shout out. Today is my sister Gina's birthday. So happy birthday, Gina. Happy birthday, Gina. And this year is flying by, isn't it? We recorded this a few days ago, but yeah, August is here. We're already in Athens, Greece right now. And I'm shocked at how fast the time has passed in the last couple months. So again, since we're traveling, we did record the show in advance, but not too far in advance. So we do have some travel news updates. Master back at Disney World and Disneyland. I think it's crazy. It's like they do one thing and then they change it and go back and forth. And it really kind of puts travelers in limbo for people that either can't or don't want to wear masks. They're like, well, wait a minute, I already booked my trip. And now all of a sudden I have to wear a mask. Yeah. And to be clear, the masks are the new mask mandate over in Orange County, both Orange Counties, I guess, but for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And this was just announced recently is they are going back to you need to wear a mask when you are indoors, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, and the same for those indoor ride queues. And the biggest thing is if they start going back to wearing masks outside, I think people 100% will be canceling. I had mentioned this, you know, in in one of the, the Disney travel secret shows is that they're dividing us by vaccine status. So basically, they're not taking responsibility for letting hundreds of thousands of people through the border, and they're not testing them. They're not testing them for COVID. And yet, whether people are vaccinated or not, they have to go back to wearing masks. And so what they did is it's basically the people that have vaccinations are pissed off at the people that don't want to get it, and they're blaming those people as opposed to blaming who's really responsible, which is the government and the media. Everyone knows how I stand on this. If we disagree, that's fine. We can still be friends. But the truth is the truth. They're trying to divide us by vaccine status. But on a much funner note, cruising is very much coming back. And we ourselves are getting on a ship on August 4th from Greece to Egypt. And we actually recently have had clients back out on the ships, which has been so exciting. We had some that sailed out of Fort Lauderdale. We have some that are sailing in the Med and the Greek Isles last month and this month. And it's just, it's good. And it just starts to feel like we're getting back to normal. So it was weird when that mask thing came back. I know. It, to me, it was kind of out of the blue. It was, oh, well, the cases are on the rise. Yep. But the deaths are lower. And we've never tracked flu cases. It was always flu deaths. As soon as the, the guy in Orlando said, oh, no, it's, we're back in a crisis. I can tell you our day-to-day stuff hasn't changed. We still go to the same places. Nobody thinks that it's a crisis except the people yelling in the TV cameras. I think we're fine. We kind of saw, okay, well, Disney may do this. We didn't want them to, but they did. What's crazy with the cruise lines, though, is that all the cruise lines seem to be doing their own version, their own protocols. And that's why it can be kind of crazy trying to navigate and understand what is different with each cruise line. I mean, on our cruise alone, it seems like every day there's a new form a new protocol, a new requirement. And because we work with clients who sail on all different cruise lines, it has been so interesting to compare all these different requirements. So we thought 
this would be a good topic to share. We're going cruising so we know what it's like, so we can tell you what the experience is. And I think really how to navigate that experience, because we've seen changes even up till last night, we're filling out paperwork. And even though we're leaving in a couple of days, technically when you're listening to this, we're in Greece right now. And the changes are coming so fast. And I don't blame the cruise lines. They're trying to do whatever they can to get their customers back out on the water. In the past, the cruise lines pretty much all did the same thing. And now it is more important than ever to not make any assumptions based on information that you may have heard about what one cruise line is doing versus the one that you're going on. The information we're sharing with you today is based on what we currently know. Obviously, that could change. We do get a lot of training. We read the news releases. We watch endless webinars from the cruise lines, not to mention our actual cruise experience of the past. We've been on 30 ships on a dozen different lines all over the world. So we have a really good perspective on what has changed since before the shutdown. I was really surprised this past week when I was reading an article on one of the popular online news sites, I think it's called Insider, and they had sent a reporter, and I'm assuming since she was the byline that, you know, they put her on the ship to experience and document it and talk about the return to sailing on the carnival ship out of Galveston. Before I got into even a couple paragraphs, I was like, has she ever even cruised before? To me, she doesn't seem like she is qualified to report on the differences once the cruise lines restart. Yeah, if this was the DTS show, this is where I would insert, are you serious? I know, right? She was talking about how late the cruise lines were leaving, and she was surprised they gave her a boarding time of one in the afternoon because that was so early because the ship doesn't leave until four. And in my mind, it, it came right back to me. Are you serious? I know. Well, and then she was talking about this thing that you have to go to. It's called a muster drill. And apparently that's a safety briefing. And apparently it's required. It was so weird. And let's just say clearly she has only been on, I think, maybe one cruise before. I think she mentioned that. Yeah, most cruise lines, they're leaving at the same time they always did. And you always want to get on the ship as early as you can. How do you send somebody that's only been on two cruises to actually report on a no, cruise? I think this was her second cruise. Okay. You've been on one cruise and now all of a sudden, you know what? I've been on a cruise. Let me go report on it. I mean, that is mind boggling. And she was also talking about how they have this new card. She didn't know what it was for, but apparently it opens her, it opens the door to her cabin and she can also charge things on the ship. She seriously said that in this article. Yeah. Like, again, I get it. If this article was written back in the 90s, <laughs> but clearly that's not where we are. Well, she even said she had to ask one of the crew members what the card was for because she wasn't sure. You know, the only thing that she really did confirm was that they are still servicing your cabin twice a day. Why we're bringing this up is because when you're thinking of going on a cruise or you're reading these articles, make sure you are getting them from a trusted source. If I was a crew member, I would have said, oh, well, that's what you do is you give us the card. Um, it's kind of like a tip. And then we use it at the crew bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, had somebody made a decision to go on a cruise or not go on a cruise after reading this article, yeah, there was a lot that was left out in portraying the experience. That's why I read the article because I was like, oh, I'd love to hear somebody's firsthand experience. And I was just very disappointed because I know what to look for as far as what has changed. So apparently her first cruise was the love boat with Captain Steubing. Apparently. And they had an actual key to open your door <laughs> and you used cash money. Who knows? Anyway, something that has changed a lot in the last 10 years is people wanting to stay connected while on the cruise. Back in the day, you took a cruise, so you didn't have to answer the phone or emails. Yeah, I miss those days. No Facebook, no Instagram. You literally 
tell everybody I'm going on a cruise. And they're like, okay, cool. I guess we'll talk to you when you get back. You turn off the phone. You don't even bring a laptop. You actually go to just enjoy a vacation. Imagine doing that. And we've been doing this so long. I remember when people would say, bon voyage, instead of safe travels. What happened to those, you know, confetti parties when you're leaving the dock and throwing streamers? I want to go back to that. But also actually enjoying dinner instead of taking pictures of it to post on social media. Now, I will admit, we do that not because we really want to, because it's almost expected of us. It's obviously popular to show pictures of the amazing food choices on a cruise. And that's one of the big things that people love about cruising is that the food is included. So you try things you normally would not. I know a lot of people will try the escargot because they normally don't, but that's a very popular appetizer. I know Carnival did like frog legs one time. I never would have just gotten that, but I'm still I'm on not a getting cruise. those. I'm still not getting those. But if you don't like it, then you just get something else. Love it. Ask for another serving. You want room service at midnight? Just go for it. It's hard for me to comprehend that as much as we have cruised in the past, we have not been on a cruise since Thanksgiving in 2019, which may not seem like a long time to you out there, but we were cruising multiple times per year. So that's like 20 months, but it seems like five years. It's really going to feel surreal to board a ship and just kind of take it all in and say, ah, we're back. And that was a cruise out of San Juan, Puerto Rico with Windstar, a small ship that's about the same size as Atlas World Navigator that we are getting on. Yeah, we had three cruises canceled last year, and we know we would have done at least a couple more since then if it was a regular year. Of course, it was not. And COVID has completely changed the travel industry. And what has been the most impacted segment of travel has been the cruise industry. Walt Disney World opened in July of last year, about a full year ahead of Disneyland. But as we write this show, Disney cruising is just starting to come back. Some of the first ones out of the U.S. started at the end of June. A friend of ours who's also a travel agent was on the first celebrity cruise to come back a few weeks ago, and it looked like he had a blast. And the number of people on the ship was way under capacity, like maybe half. Yeah, that would be great to sell on that giant ship with a small number of people. And that prompts a great question for our fellow cruise fans. Are you ready to start cruising again? As soon as we think one thing will happen, it changes. Which cruise lines will require proof of vaccinations and which won't? That'll also affect where you cruise because you have to factor in not just how fast you get your test results back from the COVID test, but also how much time it's going to take you to get to the cruise port you're sailing from. That's a huge benefit to people that are cruising from the U.S. to the Caribbean. Until recently, you could do a COVID test at certain airports, and one of them was Tampa. Apparently, that is now gone. And that would have been awesome. It's not like we would have shown up day of to get the test. We would have have went a day early, but it's right across the bridge, and it was like an instant test. So how many COVID tests will you have to take, and what is the time frame for your negative test result? Is it 48 hours, 72 hours before I depart or before I land in the country? Do you need a test to get off the ship? in certain ports. And in some cases, do you need a test at all to get on that cruise ship? But what is making cruising to Europe so much more challenging is exactly what you said. And we call this travel math. For our cruise, we had to show a negative result 72 hours before arriving in Greece. And this meant that we couldn't take a regular test and hopefully get it back in time, just because those turn times aren't quick enough and guaranteed, at least here in the Tampa Bay area. We had to time it so that we arrived in Greece within the 72-hour window from when we took the test, not when we get the results. So let's say that we took the test on a Wednesday 
got the results back on a Friday and we leave on Saturday. By the time we get to Greece, the 72-hour window is way over. Yep, they would not have let us on the plane. And so there's seven hours ahead of us, so we get there at 11 a.m. local, which is really 4 a.m. our time. That's how we chose the time to get the test. And then we wanted to err on the side of caution in case there are any travel delays. So we're giving ourselves a nice little buffer there. But on the way back, it can also get tricky because if you're returning to the U.S., you are required to provide a negative test, whether you're vaccinated or not. For us, it's going to be kind of tricky because our original flight back was canceled. So even as we write this, we've been rescheduled on another flight and it leaves a day later. And to get into Egypt, we have to take another test to get off the boat, which is going to be outside that 72-hour window. So we're going to try to... We have no idea what we're doing at this point because... Well, we're going to try to talk to somebody on the ship and see if we can schedule it so that we can meet that 72-hour requirement. We'll just hang out on the ship. We won't get off in Egypt right away. I wish it was like a concert and they just give you an all-access pass. Yep, I tested negative five days ago. You're good to go. Here's your pass. But because we're staying an extra day, we may have to take an additional test. That means we may take you know, five or six tests on this trip alone. Some cruise lines do offer testing in port. Some do it for a fee and some don't. They're just requiring it. I know, for example, Celebrity that is cruising out of Athens, they are automatically doing an antigen test for everybody who gets on that ship. And that's just included in your cruise fare. It's also because we know that vaccinated or not, you could have COVID. Because that could be a little stressful to get all the way down there and then find out, oh, we can't get on board. Because if somebody in your travel party tests positive, the whole travel party cannot go. Here's another pro tip. And we talked about this on another show where we know a travel agent that went all the way to Athens, didn't get tested before because she was vaccinated, but you still have to take a test over there. She tested positive. Doing, she was doing a group cruise, missed the whole thing, had to quarantine for 10 days. So here's our pro tip. Even if you are vaccinated, get a COVID test before you travel. Currently, most of the mass markets are allowing non-vaccinated guests on board, but with different restrictions and onboard experiences, especially what Carnival and Royal have done. Disney, to me, feels like they're making it pretty even. So everybody's going to be under the same rules, just like they did at the parks. Carnival and Royal, that's a little bit different. They are treating people that have vaccinations differently than people who don't. Norwegian Cruise Line, however, is only sailing with fully vaccinated guests. And perhaps the most friendly cruise line for non-vaccinated guests is MSC Cruises. We love them. We really do. And I watched a really good video on a YouTube channel that was sent to me from one of our clients, Erica, who she's a huge cruiser. She actually has already been on a couple cruises this year since they've restarted. I'll put a link in the show description, but on this YouTube video, the host, and I can't remember his name offhand, he had a really interesting take on vaccinated versus non-vaccinated comparing the different cruise lines. He himself is going to be on the first MSC sailing, which left on August 2nd. And you can tell this individual cruises a ton, like he knows his stuff. I think by the end of August, we'll have a better idea on how things are going because all the cruise lines will be back by then although with restrictions. Alaska sailings just started back up. More and more ships will definitely start back up between now and the end of the year, no doubt. So what can you expect? Well, we're going to start with the arrival time that you get to the port is going to be very important. And this is across all the cruise lines. From what we've seen, all the larger ships, not necessarily the smaller ones, all of those mass market ships are giving everybody a boarding time and they really want you to stick to it. Can't just go and hang out in the port anymore. 
And we just found out on our Atlas cruise that there needs to be a four-hour time frame between when the last passenger gets off the previous cruise before the first one gets on the next one. So again, going to things that probably won't be back for a while, buffets. And they have long been a main part of cruising, especially on embarkation day. Now they do have those dining areas open, but with some modifications. So pretty much it's not your traditional buffet where you can go and fill up your plate and you'll have somebody else who will do that for you. It's not going to be quite a sit-down dining, but it is a modified buffet experience. We experienced that on a Disney cruise about seven or eight years ago. There was the norovirus going around, and it was a Disney cruise. We couldn't get our own soda. We just had to tell them what they want, what we wanted, and they would fill it for us. And you would point at things on the buffet, and they would serve it to you. So it's going to be pretty much like that, which was not really a big deal. Dining in general does vary by cruise line. Carnival is allowing only one travel party per table. Also, Disney Cruise Line the same. So if you are traveling solo, you will be by yourself at the meals. Yeah, there is no communal tables anymore. Now, this is a big one. And one of the reasons why I think Disney can say everybody will follow the same rules once you are on board, vaccinated or not. And that is casinos are open. Disney has no casinos. However, we all know those are a huge moneymaker. On Royal Caribbean, though, it is only for vaccinated guests. So these are all things that you want to know before you book that cruise. I think that's one of the things that will change the fastest is they're going to say, okay, vaccinated or not, come on, you can gamble. We still want your money. When it comes to cabin service, the cruise lines will still continue to service your cabin. This is something that a lot of the hotels stopped doing, but the cruise lines have the people to do it. Definitely plan on bringing that smartphone and using the Cruise Lines app. You want to download this app well in advance, get comfortable with it, because you're going to be using it for a lot of stuff. You're going to be using it for online check-in when you get to the port, finding the activities, looking at the daily schedule for the ship, your shore excursions, pretty much everything, including looking at menus and even chatting with guest services. They're trying to reduce contacts. We think COVID testing will be here at least till the end of the year, as well as wearing masks while indoors on the ship, except when you are eating and drinking. So far, only Disney has said all guests must wear masks while indoors. On our cruise, they have not said that, which means I don't think we're going to have to wear them on ours. Physical distancing is also a thing. Carnival is recommending it, however, for only unvaccinated guests, which is mostly going to be kids under 12 because they are sailing with 95% vaccinated cruises. They have a different process for guests that are unvaccinated because you have to get approved to go on the sailing. And we know a lot of families go. And so that's something that is kind of interesting. Kids are hard to keep physically distanced from each other, right? That also makes me think that if Norwegian is making all passengers be vaccinated, they're eliminating families with kids under 12 that Absolutely. can't get vaccinated. Yep. That is going to come back to bite them. And speaking of which, the youth programs are going to be severely modified or in some cruise lines, non-existent. I know a lot of parents love the idea of dropping a kid off for the day or at least part of the day so you can get that adult time. Well, that's going to be different, at least in the short-term future. And those deck parties are definitely going to vary by cruise line. And in fact, they always have. Royal Caribbeans were different than Carnival's and Norwegian's and MSC's. They're all totally different and even Disney's. Interestingly enough, though, I saw some photos from a, another reporter who was on the first sailing of Carnival Vista, and that deck party looked full and no distancing at all. More things even on, again, we, we talk about the mass market, the Royal, the Caribbean, the Norwegian will be included. No one likes being nickel and dimed to death while on board. Things like drink packages, Wi-Fi, 
gratuities, even some shore excursions will most likely be the norm as part of your cruise fare. The more that is included, the better. Like we said, they are going to be competing like they've never had to do in the past. Yeah, there are a lot of sales that are going on. And again, it's there are some restrictions. So just know before you book that. I remember the good old days back in 2013 when Disney Cruise Line let each adult bring a carry-on bag with whatever you wanted, drink-wise. Yeah, I pretty much brought a full bar just because I could. Yes, you brought vodka and mixers. And then you could just refill your beer if you ever ran out. Because you yeah. started off with a fair number. Yeah, at each port of call, you could bring more back on. And so, yeah, they stopped that. It was either 2014 or 2015, even though that was a full ship charter. I get it if it's a normal cruise to the public, but when you charter the ship, keep the cool stuff in place. Yeah, and that was a TCM Classic Cruise, and those are super awesome. They were great. Matter of fact, they're bringing it back this November. They took, I think, a year or so off. So they're bringing it back this November. Of course, they took last year off. But now it's a seven-night cruise instead of what we were used to doing, which is the five-night. And I have to say, that's a deal-breaker for us. Five-night ones were pricey enough. The seven-nights are insane. Yeah, and then plus, it has been a while since Robert Osborne passed away, because it's been it's like been over four years. I can't believe it's been that long. Which is crazy, and he was always like a big highlight. If you don't know who Robert Osborne was, he was the original host of Turner Classic Movies and the rock star of that channel. He knew everybody in Hollywood, so when he was doing interviews on the cruise, or even the TCM Film Festival out in Hollywood, he really, really knew these Hollywood actors, and they all loved him. Another big difference that we're seeing in the return to cruising is in the shore excursion experience. And you got to keep in mind, the Caribbean islands, even the ones that are over in the Med, they have been waiting and waiting for tourism to come back because this is their main income. If you're vaccinated, in most ports, you can freely get off the ship. If you are not vaccinated, most ports in the Caribbean require you to do what is called a bubble excursion. And that means you can only do a shore excursion that is booked by the cruise line. Yep. So they're going to keep you all together. And if you're going international like we are, I mean, I know the Caribbean's international, but if you're going over to Europe like we are, I know some of the stops do require you to wear masks in port. And I've heard the same thing like St. Martin, for example, walking around the markets. But I was reading about Egypt, just trying to read up on those requirements, and I saw that you can be fined or put in jail if you are not wearing a mask according to the rules. And a big one, ships can and will make changes to itineraries if they need to. Our cruise was supposed to be July 28th, seven night. It got changed to August 4th, nine nights. And I got to say the August 4th itinerary is way better because we're going to six of the Greek islands. Yeah, that's super fun. And this also happened to another sailing that was supposed to go from the Greek islands to Holy Land. And yeah, they removed the Holy Land option for, you know, safety reasons. And then they added some more Greece. And then they even changed that again to Dubrovnik, which I think is a better improvement for this particular cruise. But once you're a week out and they're making cruise changes, you're in full penalty. So it's not like you can just say, you know what, I just don't want to go on that one. They make it hard. If you plan to cruise this year, you really, really more than ever need to be flexible. My biggest advice, if all this sounds very confusing and it's going to stress you out, just don't go yet. I can't believe I'm a travel agent saying, hey, don't go yet. But a cruise is supposed to be fun, not stressful. And I can tell you the stuff we've been going through to try to get on this ship and do the stuff. It's been pretty stressful. But definitely get a cruise on the books 
for 2022 and make sure you have travel insurance. And when you do book it, also make sure you do a refundable deposit when you can, because most of the big cruise lines will sell you on that really great, what is called a lead-in price, and you don't notice that it is a non-refundable deposit, and then you are stuck or out of money if, you know, the cruise lines may make some changes that you really don't agree with in the future, and you just want to back out of it, they're not going to make it super easy for you to get your money back. If you're excited to cruise again like we are, reach out to us or one of our Creating Magic Vacations travel advisors. As travel advisors, we already study up and have clients actively sailing. We have firsthand experience. And if we don't know the answer, we know where to find it. So you don't have to waste your time looking up all these questions about cruising and searching for answers. And please do not go to Facebook for your cruise advice. Half of the people are semi-right, half the people are semi-wrong, and you never want to make a vacation decision based on a Facebook group. Remember, the world is a book, and if you don't cruise, you're only turning a page or two. So let's go out and let's get out and turning some of those cruise pages. And get you back to the vacation. 